is making me not, you know, is making this Grinch's heart very big. So that's good. Good. <clears throat> my thorn is that my younger son has not pooped in five days. Okay, but I thought it was in breastfed babies, it's up to 10 days. Because we had some stretches. Did you? So we, I yeah. know, was always very, like, maybe the longest he went was like two days without pooping. And he was, you know, breastfed as well. Um, the doctor made me come in today because he was concerned that he wasn't pooping and he had a rash. I was trying to get away with a video visit. And he was like, no. oh yeah. Um, and he said, you know, five, five, it's five to seven days. Five days is like the early end of what's considered abnormal. Okay. When you get to seven, then that's probably like an issue. Okay. And I love my sister, Ariana, bless her heart, but she's like really freaking out about it. And it's making me really anxious. Oh, see, I'm on the opposite end. I'm like, I know there's nothing going on. You just got to chill. He's going to poop. He's going to have a big shit soon. God, I, you know what's going to happen? It's going to happen in the middle of the fucking night. He's going to like shit through everything. Like, no, it's going to be like a blowout when he's like in a cute outfit to like take a Christmas photo. And then it just no. like starts. You know. With my luck, it will happen at like 4 a.m. and I'll have to like completely strip the crib. Oh, yeah. Like, that's when it will happen. I just know it in my bones. That's what will happen. So what did the doctor say? Let me guess. Everything's fine. He said, well, first of all, he said, I thought his rash was related to, I don't know. Sometimes, here's my other thing. The doctors, like, sometimes I feel like they don't fucking know either. Like, they're not oh, yeah. every day with your baby. Like, so the other thing I was telling you today was that he broke out in a rash after he ate the pit side of the avocado. And it hasn't really gone away. I mean, it's gotten better, but it's like, it's still there. Wait, do you remember that we're recording a podcast right now that's supposed to be interesting and funny? Okay, well, everyone's going to hear my voice. <laughs> Fuck off, we're, we're getting into the minute. Well, I have to tell you this because I don't, I don't think he's right. So... <laughs> This is all tied into my thorn. You know what's really my thorn, actually? Because there's so many... You have a best friend who's a bitch. Yeah, that's truly <laughs> my biggest thorn in the history of my life. Uh-huh. I had to be on the phone with Sutter three times today. And each time that I called, I waited at least, at a minimum, 20 minutes per call to talk to someone. Let's talk about that. Why Why'd you have to talk to someone? because the first time was to just talk to the advice nurse and then she was oh my god you see i'm like i avoid talking to people on the phone as much as possible that would have been a direct message on the sutter system but i like see i like to like talk it through with one of the advice nurses they're so nice and them and all the listeners of our podcast clearly yeah anyways my kid has all these problems right now that's what's really he's fine let me guess he's fine well, no, I have to give him prune juice every day. And if prune juice isn't working, then I need to give him Miralax. And I really don't want to give him Miralax. So let's hope. Hope for a poop. Guys. He'll poop. He better. All He'll right, poop. what about you? Don't, don't let me judge you too hard. Well, don't worry. Mine's way more interesting than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like I haven't really shared with the pot at all is that my husband, Matt, has been unemployed for a while and my rose like my it's literally my biggest rose of 2020 is that, that is he got a job Yay. and he started last week and it just 
is just a huge stressor just like lifted off me um because that was very stressful and he's very yeah he's very excited about his new job he's just like raring to go he's doing great so all positives and then my thorn is just like you know now this is a transition in our family and like kids don't normally do that great during transitions i you know i'm like bracing myself for it um we're trying to figure out who's taking the kids to school who's picking them up like what is our you know it, it just our whole our day-to-day -day looks very different now and i lost like my my assistant that i got to boss around all day you know with like menial work jobs and going to target and you know just like I seriously lost basically an assistant. Um, so, but it's honestly, I will take like 800 of these thorns for him to have a job. Like we're doing fine. Well, who's impacted the most is my question. Oh, I am. But I also benefited the most when he was not working. I mean, because you and the two boys who's taking this transition the hardest so oh no they're yeah they're a little weirded out like it, we have to wake them we had to wake them both up this morning we have to wake them up we have to we've had to wake up remy every morning to get him out the door because matt takes the kids on his way to school so that we can both like tag team morning and it actually makes the morning like just way less stressful when you have two people doing two kids you know mm -hmm. instead of him like leaving early and having that fall just on me um and I also like not to be a brat but like I don't like if I'm not doing anything like I don't want to get I don't want to put on a bra and get dressed just to take my kids to school like that's annoying you know girl welcome to my world every day <laughs> like I shower every morning I wake up every morning and shower but then I put usually put on sweatpants and so um it, i'm fine no. you know why i'm a better friend than you this story what? is just as disinteresting as mine no story. way no way no way no you, you got it started on this okay so anyways that's my rose and thorn thanks for overshadowing the best rose of 2020 for me i didn't say um, the rose it was more the thorn part um okay okay bitch let's see when you go through your next transition and i'll we'll see Girl, i, I guess like we're just gonna be mean to each other tonight huh I guess I also feel like uh, when you have young kids, everything's a damn transition. When is it not? I feel no, like. No, I mean, we haven't had one. And uh, I mean, I'm talking big ones. Like when we, we combined them to both sleep in the same room right when the pandemic started. You guys are. That was probably our last big transition. That so. still freaks me out. I don't know how the hell you're. I don't oh know God, how you guys do that. Yeah, that, it's not that. It, it works out, but it's. There's definitely some rocky roads on there. It's not ideal. No, it is. I mean, it is ideal. We're doing it. If it wasn't ideal, we wouldn't do it. But the transition. Okay, pay attention to me. What you're looking at your screen. You're not looking at me. I'm pulling up my news article, a hooker. Jesus Christ. Can I pull it up? It's gonna be. I don't have my fucking be... my fucking manager here to print it out for me. I know, clearly. <laughs> okay. So I did a deep dive into um, an article about OnlyFans this mm -hmm. week for news. I fucking love OnlyFans. Have you gone on it? I've never, I've never, like, have a, had a paid account, no. I mean, like, paid for someone's OnlyFan, but, like, there's, Can like, a Big Brother. 
and pr- and like browse it like without I don't, I don't know. think so so either so this article is from Bloomberg and it says OnlyFans is a billion dollar media giant hiding in plain sight and for people living under a rock don't know what OnlyFans is it's um like our moms probably don't know what OnlyFans is I feel like my sister probably doesn't either really? <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah, maybe she's gonna cut me you know tear me into an asshole for saying that but so OnlyFans is it started I guess as like um the man that created it had created some like adult specific sites first like pay for to see like your favorite adult film star like record like a message for you so these were like the early days of OnlyFans and then how he got into OnlyFans was that via these other things that he created these other platforms like people were sending adult film stars like very specific like fetish requests like will you do this for me for this much money and so based on that feedback that he got he's like fuck that i'm gonna start this whole different platform that's basically like a pay for fetish site like you can do x y and z and this is what this person can charge and why adult film stars really liked his early platforms and why they really like OnlyFans is that they only take 10% of whatever the charge fee is, which is apparently for the adult film industry, very, very low. Like normally, Very low. Yeah. Normally they're getting like 50%, like the cut yeah. is like 50 or 40%. So um, adult film stars are fucking crushing it. And even like online, like, you know, not even film stars, like uh, quasi like porn light you know influencers like i don't even know what you would like what you'd call that there's a there's a word for it i just don't know i can't yeah i think it's like letting people monetize on something they would never be able to monetize on anywhere else yes um but what this article really highlighted was that certain um just celebrities and they they specifically spoke about cardi b and bella thorne that certain celebrities are now shifting like especially in light of the pandemic like they can't like music stars can't tour um filming opportunities are not what they were blah 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 so celebrities are using only fans to like um introduce specific content or special content and fans can pay for that content via only fans and get like behind the scenes for music videos or yeah I don't remember what the one that Bella Thorne did was, but like they can, requ- they like, they'll take requests from fans and like do certain things or they're doing things for charity and they'll donate all the money they make from OnlyFans to charity. So the article is basically just saying like, in light of the pandemic, OnlyFans is basically going to become the new celebrity um, moneymaker. And that's yeah. a huge moneymaker, but it's going to become more mainstream. So I thought that was yeah. super interesting. Yeah, no, because I, yeah, I knew that because um, one of the housewives is on it, Dorinda Medley from New York Housewives. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, so, and there's a couple more like, now what, that join. What is, she, what? what is she hustling for on, on OnlyFans? What is Dorinda? Money. Doing? Yeah, I but mean, like, what's her content? Uh, Dorinda's is mostly recipes, I guess. So people can pay for her recipes? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not into it. I would never. Okay, that's boring as fuck. Thanks, Dorinda. I thought she would give you something a little better than that. What, like a threesome with John? I don't know. 
just not 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 necessarily like uh, well she's not going to use it for sexual reasons no but just anything like i don't know like like soliciting like you know little videos to like say like you know or like like a prank call or something i don't fucking know anyways i thought it was just really interesting i like never really dug deep into OnlyFans. And I, yeah, I only like, no, because one of the big brother contestants has an OnlyFans and he'll post stuff on his Instagram. Like he'll post like a naked photo where like his butt's covered up. Like he'll post that on Instagram and then he'll say, if you want to see more, join my OnlyFans account. Oh, so he's like given like some content. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. What, what's your news this week? Okay. My news is pretty hard hitting. Pretty pretty sad oh no chloe kardashian says her family's annual christmas party is canceled for the first time in 42 years so sad so they've been having a christmas eve party since 1978 and the past like 10 years it's gotten very star studded right with big lots of big celebrities and just um, like their apex their peak you know yes and and um they have to keep the numbers like pretty small like it's not actually that big of a party like i remember last year someone got someone didn't make the cut that it surprised me but um so they're not doing it this year because of covid okay which it I appreciate, especially since Kendall Jenner had that one birthday party. Yeah, I feel like they listened to you. Um, I know. They're also not doing their annual Christmas card photo because of COVID. Um, Well, they didn't do that last year either, so let's be real. No, they didn't. Um, And so, you know, right now, Southern California is on, like, a stay-at-home order. lockdown, yeah. Um, So no public or private gatherings with any people from more than one household. Um, And it's not, they're saying it's not a safe option. So. I'm surprised they didn't go just, like, rent out an island and just quarantine people there. I know. So they could do their fucking party. You know what's funny? It's like. And a big party on Christmas Eve sounds so terrible. Like, why would you want to spend Christmas Eve with, like, Drake? Wouldn't you just want to spend it with your family? Yeah, but they're bougie. Oh, it just, like, does not sound fun. Family. That's like, uh... And then, like, wake up hella early the next morning for Christmas? That just sounds terrible. Don't you think they just have nannies that do that shit the next day? Like, they don't have to wake up early. Like, someone else will watch their kids. Oh, no. They are waking up early with their children on Christmas morning. I don't know. Yes, they're not that kind of parent. They would wake up with their kids. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I, I might have to disagree with you there. On Christmas morning? Yeah, I bet you they sleep in, and the nannies watch them a little bit, and then they do, like, their presents. No way. No way. You you don't know the Kardashians like I do. Girl, I feel like when you have that much money and no. you stay up that late, or, okay, maybe that, okay, maybe this is how it works. They don't have to do anything the next day. Like, all they have to do is wake up and, like, open their kids' presents. They don't have to cook a meal. They don't have to yeah. clean the house. They don't, like, they, they could afterwards ship the kid with a nanny and they could No, they definitely, house. like, I remember one Christmas that they showed on the show, um, they, they definitely had someone cooking for them. And they obviously have par- cleanup from the party, 
but um i just, I just think don't when, i just think on christmas morning they wake up with their kids okay. every other day don't get me wrong maybe I, not but i also don't think they have to do like what a typical person would have to do the next day after a party yeah but you don't think they yeah i wonder if they don't you don't think they give their nannies christmas off no <laughs> i don't no, I wonder. Maybe, maybe I'm just. I don't know. Old bitch here. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, some advice. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Well, this advice seeker hails from Boston, which who fucking knew? Hi, ladies of ABV, Boston listener here. I need your advice. I moved across the country a few years, years ago on my own and made a wonderful new friend. She lives a few hours away and we message each other almost daily. Before the pandemic, we would meet up about once a month and always had a wonderful time. She's very talented at making clothes and jewelry and maintains a small online store. I've supported her, bought items she's made, even modeled a few of them and used my own small social media platform to spotlight her work. However, recently I noticed that she's added the descriptor Latina-owned small business on her website and related accounts. She is not Latina. Neither is anyone in her immediate family, her extended family, nor ancestrally. She's a white woman. I am Latina, and my culture is very important to me. I'm so horrible at confrontation. After gathering my courage, I asked her why she'd added that descriptor, giving her an out by assuming it was a mix-up. She said her husband, who is Latino, told her to add it because we are a mix of everything anyway. But that seems so disingenuous. Her customers believe they are supporting a Latina-owned business. I know that times are tough for everyone, but I don't think she has to lie like she has. The things she makes aren't even aimed at the Latinx market, so I don't understand why she would do this. Every time she messages me, it says her name, Latina business owner, and it feels like a slap in the face. Should I even try to explain how awful this feels, or should I just back away without an explanation? I, oh, I am so of the mind that you should never, you should never, if something's really bothering you, you should never just let that slide. Like that Agreed. aired. Even if you're no, bad. it will build up in you and it will taint all of your thoughts about her until you get aired out. Well, it already is, right? Yeah, like, clearly. Like it's a flip in the face every time I, I, she messages me. So clearly, yeah. yes. it needs to you be addressed and dealt with. On, on, yeah. on more than just I mean, the level of, of, of this friend being upset. Like, this is for, it is a lie. Like, she is lying. She's taking it. I mean, it's fraud what it is and she's taking advantage of a culture that is not her own she's like appropriating or 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 she's taking advantage of people that are trying to shop small and support support people of color and she's taking advantage of those people also as a white person yeah so fucking bad so terrible. I mean, if you really cannot confront her yourself, you know, slip it to a news outlet or something, somehow make it blow up in her face. If she's not going to listen to you. I think she needs to, well, she said she tried to address it with her once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then said, I mean, I'm sorry. I would not want to be friends with someone like this. This like shows that you have zero integrity. Like that's just like not my kind of person. So bad. But 
we're not here to judge her friend choices. We're here to give her advice, which is well, bad at confrontation. So like, let's, let's address, let's think about this piecemeal. She says she's bad at confrontation. She doesn't like confrontation. So what is a way that can kind of circumvent that for this person, but that could ex- help her explain to her why this is so awful? like totally wrong to do. She could write her an email and just explain to her why it's so fraudulent to write a descriptor like that when you're not a, man, a minority. Why it personally hurts her too, as a friend totally. who is Latina and then who is feeling like it's, it's, it's hurting her heart to see this every time that she has to, to you know, her friend messages her. And I think if she does speak to it that way, like being like, this is, from my perspective and my feelings, like this really hurts my feelings. Maybe that, maybe that would be a good way to like soften it for the friend. Is it, cause I feel like the friend could get really defensive, you know? The friend's definitely going to get defensive or even to just explain to her that as a white woman, she doesn't have the Latina experience and she doesn't know the negatives that come with it. And so it hurts her that she's trying to benefit off you know, this little piece of advertising, you know, to try to draw in more customers this way when it's a culture, like, I don't know. It's just, ooh, I don't even know. I don't know. The whole thing is, it's really like, you. it's really gross. It's really bad. Yeah. I think she I should just write an email explaining it all. And I don't think she needs to soften. I'm not saying she should soften the blow for her friend. She doesn't have to do that at all. Like this chick is, right. she's like straight fraudulent and trying to capitalize on like the suffering of people of color, which is uh-huh. um, So you don't owe her anything. You don't need to soften the blow. If you, if you want it to be less confrontational, that is a way to do that, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's afraid of the confrontation. If you make yourself a little bit softer, like if you present the, if you present these, this information in a softer way, I think, yes, it will be less confrontational, but I don't think she should have to do that. That's just, yeah. Does that make sense? I want to like, I want to, I want to distinguish that because this person has every right to be like really pissed and be like, fuck you. You're a fucking liar. Why are you doing this? Like, this yeah. is right. But clearly that's like very confrontational and it sounds like that's not going to work. For this I, I mean, I just think like someone who would do that knowingly do this, which this person's doing is not someone who's going to be open to critique really, you know? No. Um, and using the husband as a fucking scapegoat is so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I also feel like that's a fucking lie, too. Agreed. <laughs> right? Maybe you just need to, like, either write this email or just be, yeah, and then be like, peace. We're not friends. Peace anymore. out. Yeah, yeah. You're a fucking okay. creepy bitch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Get new friends. Sorry. Terrible. Terrible. Ew. Okay. Well, let's move on to Ask Us Anything. Okay. This one, it's to play off our new, your news, piece of news, news from this Start episode. <laughs> oh my God. If you had an OnlyFans account, what would you show on it? Like what would my content driver be? Yeah. Mm. I feel like, you know what you could do? I feel like you could like 
it could be like um instructor fran and like it could be like your militant one and you could be like in a hot like military workout outfit and you could just like yell at people oh i was thinking like something like a little yeah along those lines like maybe like, like a little, dominatrix yes like what we were talking about what our like true calling was so i feel like yeah, i like, could do like some like really creepy like if you like what if, what's the type of um what's the fetish where people like like to be talked down to like what oh. they like to like talk shit to we, oh like, i don't know you like call but someone I, like an ugly piece of shit and they like love it but that's why like someone who like i could like log on and be like fran like you need to berate me until I like yes. the laundry that's sitting yeah. on my bed. Yes. You know, I think I would be really good at. This. You could totally. You could make millions. I right. That's a really yeah. good one. Or I was even thinking like maybe I wouldn't be opposed to like. I guess there's no one really to slap in my home other than Brian, so I don't really know how I would create this content. But I wouldn't be opposed what? to like a little bit of like, you know hurting someone <laughs> oh i know i mean i feel like at some point you're gonna pivot your career into being a dominatrix i've just accepted that honestly i'd be really down don't even lie you're gonna try to be my manager and take I, <laughs> all right what would yours be okay i think mine like if i need to make money doing it yeah. i think i Duh. would do i think i would do probably prank calling that would be a good one. Um, and just people could come on and give me names and phone numbers of people to prank call. You know, well, you could like take like a little bit of specifics, be like, what do you want this prank call to be about? Right? Like, yeah. No, like, I don't like people to tell me what the prank call needs to be about. But what if they like, pay you extra for that? They're going to be like, no, that impedes. Up. No, that impedes my creative process. I really just like to know like the person's name, maybe a tiny bit of background, and then just let me roll, you know? What if they want to include, like, an embarrassing piece of information, though? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Like, Tom, you know, likes to um, eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich while he's having sex with his girlfriend. Like, you'd yeah. have to include that in there. Or Tom has a mushroom penis. What the fuck does that even do? You don't remember that prank call, the mushroom penis prank call? No. <laughs> It was in your backyard for Brian's birthday party last year. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, so was I. And um, one of our friends made me call like an old dude of hers. And I talked to him about his mushroom penis. You don't remember? I, remember this. I, do remember. I don't even know where mushroom penis came from. Um, so I think that would probably, that'd probably be my greatest place to make money. That's, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. Why don't you actually start doing that? It's kind of annoying, like that I haven't made money prank, like off of my prank calling before. You know, Erica, Erica has like bribed me with like lots of drinks and stuff, but no. But this is cold hard cash. Yeah, tough. Why don't we start this this weekend? You obviously have to like get a setup. Like maybe like I don't know yeah. if we can do it in your office, but like I mean. You're gonna need like some audio setup in there. And I know. Should, like we should get you like a like a um an auto tune, like something to like garble your voice if you oh. get like really professional, you know? Oh. Okay. I think it's a really good idea. No? Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Um should we like this week? 
I'm sorry to like overwhelm this podcast with Instagram accounts, but I feel like when you have a young baby, like you end up, oh, I guess one, the one I gave the other day was for toddlers, but I end up following like a lot of, listening to a lot of parenting podcasts and like following a lot of parenting content. Um, Cause I get like stale on ideas, especially for this one is about food. So the baby just started eating, which probably is part of his constipation is that he just started eating. And I started following this Instagram account called solid starts. Okay. And it's, in the vein of baby led weaning, like mm-hmm. where you're going to just feed your kid whole foods um, and they're going to kind of figure out what they like and what they don't like, yada, yada, yada. Like you're not pureeing shit, right? Like you're, you're cutting things up into manageable sizes and then just letting them eat. This like is a little different. It, it, she has a whole website. Like it's, so it's this woman who is an ex ballerina who started this web or this, yeah, it's a website blog slash Instagram account because her first son stopped eating completely at 12 months. And she was like, I created that monster. Like I was constantly wiping his face and like intervening in his eating and he just stopped eating. So it's born of that like picky, extremely picky eater kind of kid. Okay. She's since had twins and her twins eat everything under the sun like they'll they legit eat it so she films the meeting every day she has like a whole database of i mean every any food you can think of like you can search it on her website and it tells you how to serve the food to a baby of like basically anywhere from six to two years six months to two years uh on staff is also she has like a feeding therapist um uh a swallowing like a there's a name for it my sister is going to like hate me. I can't think of the name. It's like a swallowing uh, therapist, like a swallowing mm-hmm. coach. That, like mm-hmm. is looking at like choking and things like that. She has a pediatrician on staff. So it's not just this like random mom. It's like this whole community of people that go into like basically how to turn your child into like a, you know, a well-rounded, well-balanced eater. And she provides like menus for the week and like ideas for breakfasts and it's really helpful, actually. Okay. So I can be like, I want to try to cook. Like, I'm having delicata squash tonight. How do I cook that? For oh, I love delicata squash. Or like, what did I do? Kidney beans. She was like, she like gives you several ways to serve kidney beans and like ideas how to dress up. I love kidney beans. I eat them in my salad all the time. So like just little things you can do and advice on like, if you do have a picky eater, you know, providing safety foods for your kids so you will eat something on the plate but also trying to get picky eaters like Cashy's in a really picky phase right now to try other things. So I don't know. It's been really helpful. I really like it if you have young kids or a kid, a baby that's going to start eating or, you know, kids that are under two or even older. She just has really good ideas. I need to check it out. What's it called again? Solid starts. And I'll give you my, I'll give you my login because I have. uh, Oh, you have to join. It's not just an Instagram. She has a website that's like her whole database of like top, you know, top 10 foods to feed, first foods to feed oh. your baby. That's like where all the menus are. Um, um, there's, I mean, there's so much content on there. It's insane. Interesting. But it's really good. I really like it. That sounds interesting. Thanks. Thanks for I, thinking that something I'm presenting tonight is interesting. That's cool. 
You couldn't tell if I was being sarcastic or not. Um, I saw you take note. <laughs> no, I need to deal with Reed's picky, picky eating. So, um, I also feel like that's just rolls with age sometimes too. For sure. For sure. But I don't want him to poison Remy. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want him to poison. Well, it's okay. Remy survives on air. He's like stopped eating the past like year. So it's okay. Really? Yeah. He just doesn't eat. It's very weird. Um, okay. Let's get on to mine, which I know you share. So um, I'm obsessed with this show. It's on HBO Max right now. It's called The Flight Attendant. Let's and kudos to HBO Max and how much great content they're coming out with. Well, you know, they're really struggling financially, HBO Max is. So really? they're, yeah. doing, I, they're, they're pumping out good content. They are. They're trying. Um, Did you see so, that they have a Heaven's Gate documentary on there? Yes. Yes, it came out this weekend. And they're also, um, I guess they're moving a lot of their movies that were supposed to be released to the theaters, moving just straight to HBO Max. So that's amazing for us. Oh, yeah. Um, So this is based on a 2018 novel. I don't know. That makes sense that it's a book, actually. Totally. I, I think it'd be a really good book. There's eight episodes, and so far only five have aired. Um, the last three, two go up on December 10th and one on December 17th. So if you want to wait till they're all up, which I feel like this is, would actually be a good show to watch in a row. Um, and the premise is, is that, um, what's her name? Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. Which this is my first time seeing her acting. I was about to say, I've never seen her acting before. I I didn't even realize this was her, you know? Super good in it though. I love her. Yeah. Um, is a alcoholic flight attendant and she wakes up in bed with a dead man and then it kind of goes well first of all she's in bangkok in bangkok so then it kind of rewinds and it shows you how she got there and then it also goes with her trying to solve the murder and uh, the way they filmed like how they present all of the information like the way they've edited it and filmed it is very i think very cool very clear too very it's never confusing where where you where she is in like the plot you know yeah and she's super cute i mean she's a hot mess with her drinking that is a little bit hard to watch she does a good job with that though too she does she does a good job and then her best friend um how do you say it but I love Rosie Perez in this too. And then Rosie Perez is her best friend slash coworker. And then um, T.R. Knight from Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm, the brother. is her brother. And so there's like a lot of good characters. And then do you think the guy who got murdered is hot? He's kind of Very hot, much right? So. What's he from? I don't know. Let me see. He's in something else. And I... I oh, Game of Thrones. That's right. He's in Game of Thrones. He's in love with Khaleesi. Dario Naharis. Yes. He's so hot. Oh, he was also on Nashville. Never watched that show. Oh, I love Nashville. Okay, that's really interesting. I did not realize that was him from Game of Thrones. He's cute. Um, And I like his character in the show. Me too. Even though he's dead, he makes an appearance again and again. Yeah, you kind of get to know him. And so I just think it's a fun, like, it's a fun... It's show like a caper. It's like a show caper. You yeah. Know? Which I enjoy. Yeah. I think it's really, it's really interesting. There's been a lot of good TV out. 
I really think HBO, I'm like shocked HBO Max is doing poorly because they are doing, they're killing the game. I know. So when Claire and I were talking about shit we like this week, I was like, there's a new show that I'm watching that I really like on HBO Max. And this bitch was like, like, I wrote it down. You can't take mine. I already wrote it down. Because you didn't even know what it was called. Like, how could you forget that it's called The Flight Attendant? I like, remembered. It just took me a second. I'm really tired, okay? Really have you seen all five episodes? No, I've only watched two. Oh. Well, I'm, well. like, piecemealing trying to, like, watch shit. Like, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. You need to get your shit together. It's really sad. Um, okay, well, let's move on to Hater of the Week. And I, I will tell you, my Hater of the Week this week is um, anti-vaxxers who are opposing the COVID vaccine, <laughs> oh, no. who are spreading so much misinformation about it. And it's insane. Um, remember last week, my shit we like was that podcast. Um, what's uh you're wrong about i started the princess diana stuff part one okay i forgot to say last week that honest that the first episode of theirs that i started with was the anna nicole smith episode which (sighs) i felt like they just had so much empathy for her and i you know i'm a like a number one anna nicole smith fan and they handled her so gracefully um but they have a new episode called losing relatives to fox news Ooh. It's, and it's about what makes older Americans more vulnerable to misinformation, but it also kind of touches on all the fake news we're getting and that how pe- just people in general are susceptible to fake news. And they're basically saying, uh, is that, like, I don't know what you've heard about the anti-vaxxers, but I keep hearing women are concerned that it's going to affect their fertility and that we rushed into this vaccine and just all these things that are not just literally not true. Well, there's also things like, um, just like with anything when women are pregnant, you cannot do any studies on women that are pregnant. So they're often left out of like, there's, there's little to no information on certain drugs in pregnancy, vaccines in pregnancy, because it's the, the board, the overarching board, you know, that approves like who you can do studies on who you can or is, gonna, is not going to let you do them on people that are pregnant. Right. So anything is going to say, if you're pregnant, you probably shouldn't get this vaccine because we have no fucking idea how it will mess with your body because we can't study it. So those people, like the caveat there is when you're pregnant, you can't do anything. So why would you be but able to, to do this? that's what I'm saying. Like they take something and then they twist it and distort it into what they want. And so, um, and then there's that one going around about this woman who was like, if I decline the vaccine, they're, they're gonna, um, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get arrested. And it's like, that's not true. Never have you ever been forced to ever take a vaccine, get a vaccine ever in the history of America. I also have not um, seen that. Jesus Christ. Now, if you're like, I, in terms of history, there have been a lot of places where the government has done medical testing on black people. That's really scary. And so if you are a black person and you have some of these concerns, it would be so much more understandable than these fucking Karens running around and just, you know, I can't. So I, 
I will tell you my new, one of my new favorite Instagram accounts, it's called two dusty travelers. Um, it's a husband and wife. She's a nurse. He's a teacher. And they, um, right now normally they focus on ethical and sustainable travel but that's all on hold during covid and right now they're focusing a lot on um covid vaccine questions how to legally decline a vaccine like trying to just set all the fucking information straight Mm -hmm. in a very straightforward way um and i in like an era of just like I don't know. Has media always just been this twisted? It's just nice to to know when you go to someone's page and how weird is it that we're seeking out like news from just like a nurse and a teacher, you know, not like a reputable news source, but um, that, you know, I don't know, like they have cred to me, they have credibility and everything they're saying makes sense. Um, and I think it's, I don't know. It's very interesting. So devil's advocate with that when you are getting your information from a teacher and a nurse or Dr. A or couldn't this go a whole different way. This could go in the opposite. Yeah. This is, this is my point. Uh Why media is important. Why reputable media is important because where our facts are supposed to come from. Supposed to. And that's where this misinformation like the i mean we're like besieged by misinformation because the media is fucking sucking right now and we have unfortunately shitty federal government that we can't trust at the moment because we have a ridiculous executive branch at the moment um and so we're having to turn to people that we trust right and mm-hmm. opinions are not facts. And that's where a lot of this misinformation bullshit comes into play because obviously who you follow and who you trust is going to depend on what you believe. Oh, and who, who I choose to follow also is really just confirming my, my worldview and my opinion, you know, in the same way that somebody who's anti-vax would be similarly, you know, following different people. You got it. And so... I guess that was going to be my devil's advocate thing, which is like, I'm sure that there is a nurse and a teacher that an anti-vaxxer could find that's going to say the exact opposite. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyways, we live in a weird fucking world, but I agree with you a hundred percent. Like if you don't want to get a fucking vaccine, like there's probably going to be some sort of consequences, like maybe some travel consequences for a while for you. Um, they're, yeah, they're saying possibly tra- domestic travel. Uh, I mean, maybe international travel, and then also I definitely like think international travel. large, large ga- gatherings. They're saying also like um, public events. So I think like they, you know, they unveiled the the vax like like we, for any vaccine. Like as a kid, you get the vaccination cards, but obviously, oh yeah, a COVID one, and that like sent people into a fucking tailspin. And it's like for a few years, yeah, I think that that's probably going to be an important piece of um, documentation that you're going to have to carry around if you want to do things that where your your footprint could then impact others you probably but isn't it isn't it. it so weird when you think about it in the year 2020 we have to carry around a oh. physical piece of paper like yeah. that's fucking ridiculous 
I, I bet you people would be more willing to do that than have something on one of their devices because they're going to be like, they're fucking tracking me on my that's device. True. So maybe that's the way around that. You know what I that's mean? That's true. I just can't imagine having to hold on to a piece of paper. Oh, like it doesn't it. even look like I'm going to have to get mine laminated. Like it doesn't even look laminated. It looks like just straight paper. You know how I won't lose it? If I laminate it and put it in the back of my phone. <laughs> I oh, yeah. Because you know that shit will be gone hella quick for me. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a okay, good, well, good one. Mm-hmm. I'm well, always down for a hater. We love you so much that we're willing to record a part again. Break our, dash our dreams. I, I think, though, we're going to take a little bit of holiday time, huh? Are we well, take- I, We don't need to discuss this on the pod. I think we can discuss well, it separately. I want to prepare them though. And oh, we'll be taking a little break. For okay. Well, I was going to look at the calendar and see what where Mondays fall on. Yeah, maybe just one. Maybe just the twenty eighth. Okay. We're just yeah. keeping it real over here. Okay. I just I'm trying to like people get a little sad. All of our followers get so sad when we don't have an episode come out. So I just really want to prepare them for the week. Okay. All right, guys. Happy episode night. night. That means we only have two more episodes of the year. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-huh. That's wild. That's crazy. Okay. It's been a long year. (laughs) Ready to see it be done. (laughs) I I can't believe we kept this up during COVID. I'm really proud of us. Me too. I mean, it's gotten a little monotonous at times. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what in a year where where um everything feels the same yes it could be monotonous but it's like something also predictable where we actually get to talk and see one another which is nice. that's true even if it's like this on fucking zoom i know i fucking hate zoom i hate zoom so much i can't wait for this shit to be done fuck i'll get the vaccine so i don't have to do this shit me too that's the reason why sign me up All right, guys. Have a good week. Love you.